Welcome back to the Gathering Podcast. I'm Travis. And I'm Will. We're thankful that you're here and listening today. <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, and it's been a minute. Um, it's been a minute simply because uh, just of the, the schedule that we had. Uh, last gathering, we yeah. ended up meeting up with a couple other churches, and we had like what I called the great gathering <laughs> and uh uh it was actually multiple churches there was probably 40 plus guys uh i from, think i counted 43 okay and so, yeah. uh so uh, you know from the community and it was it was absolutely uh fantastic it was a great time good opportunity to get together uh and we're going to be doing that like every six months so that's rather encouraging as well. We're just going to kind of rotate different um, locations. And uh, I have also talked with a couple other churches that uh, they're going to get their groups in it as well. And uh, and that's kind of what it's all about. Uh, the, the gathering has never been about a get-together for men that attend uh grace christian church right that's never been from the get-go we said we don't want this to just be right and then it's kind of turned into just just because that's the location we use right yep um and the primarily the elbows we rub on a regular basis sure sure the guys but sure yeah so this is this is encouraging for us obviously we don't want to do that every week that'd be a lot of (laughs) cooking um but it was great to see different churches who all have the same closed-handed views about Jesus and who God is and the Bible and it. Yeah. The, but then there's some differences in denominations and a couple sure. of different beliefs yeah. and in um uh inf- not influences but opinions on certain things. Uh, but it was great because at the core, I don't know if that stuff came up between little conversations here and there. Maybe I don't know. I wasn't a part of any of it. Yeah. But uh, at the core, we all love Jesus. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was it was just great to see, um, just see the numbers. You know that that many guys. It, it's just good to get together every once in a while in a good group. That yeah. corporate, uh, corporate worship, if you will, uh, in in a large setting, it, it is good, especially mm-hmm. when you. Um, it, for me, I prefer a little bit smaller setting, so. Yeah, so sure. that I know the authenticity of uh, those that are there. You know, when I walk into, I've been to stadiums of, you know, 40,000 people, you know, singing, and it didn't do as much for me as as the smaller groups where I, I have had a connection mm-hmm. with most of the guys, and I really know that there's a, a, a core solid belief in, in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and... um yeah, it was. It I was agree. wonderful. It, it was good. Except, <clears throat> I've also been to Passion, where there's forty thousand yeah, yeah. people, and I'm. It's powerful. It is powerful when forty thousand people are singing the name of Jesus. Yeah. And but I've also been to men's gatherings, and we did this too. Uh, at this last gathering, a group of men, men, men only, singing has some sort of. I don't know power to it there's just this this, uh, guttural feeling that says you know you're not alone there's other men and we as men as i'll say 
leaders um, can come together and have this unity amongst us. It it just show it shows me from a, a small perspective that man we we're not going to lose in this life. We can we can come together and yeah we can defeat the enemy. Yeah, it's pretty real. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, last month or two months ago, whenever we the last podcast, <laughs> I'll That's say that That's uh, we talked about control, um, specifically giving up control. Give yeah. Well, or, or trying to. Yes. <laughs> um, we, the last two podcasts have been through the book of James and jumped around a little bit. We talked about anger first, James 1. Then we jumped to control. I think you got that from James 4. Yes. Yep. And now we're going back to a part in James 3. Um, just the power of words our tongue, liter- the literal things we say and the impact that can have on you, the people around you, and generationally, kids, children, what things have been said to you as you've been growing up. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're going to start by reading James 3, 1 through 12, um, just so we can get a, br- like, this is the chunk we're talking about, and then we can kind of Dive in a little deeper on some things. Yeah. Sound good? Sounds good to me. Uh, I'll read one through five. Okay. If you want to read the next paragraph, it's like six through, well, the rest of it. Yeah. Maybe six through 12. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he's a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so they they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature, can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth, Come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour out forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can be or neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Uh, So a little bit off off today's topic but kind of funny i was 
it just hit me as as we're reading this. Yeah, not many should be teachers, for we all stumble in many ways. Uh, uh, <laughs> and if someone does not stumble in what he says, he's a perfect man. Well, <laughs> I was just thinking about a couple weeks ago, uh, a couple Sundays ago, uh, my message on, um, <laughs> on. Well, I covered a broad spectrum of scripture, I would say, uh, get, giving a, a timeline and discussing uh, the conception and birth of Jesus. But in my timeline, I mentioned uh, Moses. I, In my mind, I intended to mention Abraham. Um, Moses came out? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I meant to say, I meant to say Abraham, <laughs> you know, uh, went up to sacrifice his only son and i said moses went up to <laughs> pretty sure that never happened and then uh as as i was critiquing myself uh watching the yeah. the video uh i realized that when i said 70 people went into egypt um with joseph and and the israelites that left with moses um what i had written down in my notes was 20,000 and that actually so that 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 actually works with okay. the over four hundred year period that works with the average rate of population growth. But what I said was two thousand. And oh, okay. I'm like, if you think seventy people turn into two thousand people over four hundred years, that's not very impressive. No. <laughs> so One person like, oh, every man. six decades. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh so yeah. apparently I'm not a perfect man. I guess. Well, and that's uh, and that's the point. It's that's news to me, <laughs> right? <laughs> but that's the point: is we from birth are now sinful because of a curse. Yes, that was put on, or that Adam brought upon us all in the form of sin. And so, the tongue being one of the biggest things that I'm seeing uh, in James, that one of the hardest things to tame, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because out of the heart, the mouth speaks, and when there is something sinful in us, and usually I, it comes out in the form of an outburst of anger for me, um, sure, like a, like a, a snapback or something. Sure. I'll, you're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Same or or <laughs> or something retaliatory comes out of your mouth instead of being patient and holding your tongue and listening. Um, we just, I mean, the first one podcast and James we talked about was to be quick to hear and slow to speak slow to anger I mean I think there's a trend here yep <laughs> through yep, the book of most James certainly. Um, and just before this section in chapter 2 James gets on and um, talking about faith without deeds is not true faith if you have true faith in Christ there's gonna be good deeds and good works you know fruit that comes out of that um, and then he dives in dials in a little bit more Okay, what's, what is one of these external things that's going to show whether we have faith or not, real faith? And it's the tongue. It's how we talk. Um, now, when we talk about blessings and cursings, the cursing part, I am not talking about cuss words. <laughs> you know, and, and that might, maybe that's one thing that comes to your mind. Um, although I don't use them, uh, and it's evident to the people I would say I even work with that – that simple fact can make someone look at you and go, huh, 
Right. Maybe there's something different. They don't necessarily know that it's my faith. Right. Um, Or I just, it doesn't, I, (laughs) I feel like I'm smarter. I can use different words than (laughs) to describe how I feel than an F word every, every three or four. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so the previous section taught about, you know, that real faith has deeds. He dials in on the tongue. I know anyone listening right now, including the two of us, we have failed. You just gave an example, um, a rather clean example, yeah. <laughs> um, and and probably not sinful because it was a mistake. Sure, sure. <laughs> example. But we all have those examples where, man, what I just said could have devastating effects. And I'm thinking mostly those who are married, those with children. Yep. You can say something to yeah. your kid. I remember stuff my dad had said to me when I was a kid that it was maybe out of a burst of anger or something, but wow, it stuck with me, you know, sure. 25, 30 years later, sure. or whatever. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like, so my kids are small enough where I, I can still muster up the strength <laughs> and try to protect against that a little better. Trav, you've made all the mistakes already, so. Yeah, I, <laughs> my, uh, my second born just turned uh, 12 yesterday yeah. and, uh, the, <laughs> they, they say you, you know, you don't remember much, uh, oh. before the age of 11. And so I'm like, Oh, well, <laughs> well, the last two years, two, two, two of my kids have already, uh, are already past that. And, uh, but, but that's the thing. So, so I would say that maybe you, they don't remember specifics, sure, but maybe, they remember how they do, <laughs> or maybe they do, maybe, but they know, and I, I'm doing it from my own personal experience. They know how you made how you made them feel Correct. when yep. you were around and when you talked to them sure. and when you spent time with them. Sure. And so we'd have to be intentional in yeah, these areas, right? Absolutely. Because we as men, because this podcast is for men, we as men and Jen listening. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our one uh, female listener. Female listener. <laughs> but, but we are, God puts us naturally into, and I'm not saying women aren't leaders in areas, but God puts us as head of the household in our family. He puts us in leadership roles in the church. We naturally gravitate to leadership roles in the workplace and, and elsewhere, right? And we're husbands and we're fathers. And if we're not careful, James says that out of our mouth comes cursing and blessings. It's one or the other. What we say to people either blesses them or it curses them. Sure. And... I'm not necessarily using the word curse as I have the power of damnation upon them. Right. And what I say goes forever, but what I say either builds them up like we're taught to do yep. or it tears them down. Well, and, and likewise, when you say blessing, yes. you're not necessarily meaning, uh, you know, a prophetic blessing, but you're either going to, correct. you know, there's, <clears throat> there's that fine tipping point. Uh, if I guess if you look at someone's, emotional reaction to what you're saying you know they're balancing on on a on a very fine point and they're either going to uh balance off to the uh curse side or they're going to balance off to the blessed yeah. side you know so um absolutely on on both of those points it's it's just one of those things you've you can either 
Um, I, there's not much room for neutral ground. It's, it's one or the right. other. So, yeah. And it, I think what James is also trying to say is that there's power in words. So, which, which is a struggle for me, uh, specifically not from a, not from a spiritual standpoint, yeah. but you know, I grew up in the age, you know, sticks and stones can break my bones, uh-huh. but words can never hurt me, you know? And I, I still to this day believe that to an extent and sure. I feel yeah, like, a lot of things we can yeah, okay, yeah. wash it off. Yeah. And not I not take things personal. And I feel like um culturally today there's this discussion or I should say this this overall uh men- mentality that words do kill. And so if somebody says something that offends you uh, it's harmful to you yeah. and whatever, and it can destroy your mental state and all this type of stuff. And from a victim mentality, I guess that is, yeah. you know, true. But so, so to sit here and <laughs> and and see the scripture says um, your words are powerful. Uh, it it's a little struggling for me from that from that perspective. Um, and maybe there's a difference. And maybe if we dive in a little bit deeper. Um, uh, I'll see that difference, or maybe I'm just completely wrong. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the uh, lessons I was taught as a child uh, <laughs> are are incorrect. I'm not sure. It's it's well, something I, to dig into. I think though, and and I think just even in, I would say maybe the the last two decades, because growing up as well, that's what was always preached, right? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And now we're on the complete opposite yeah, spectrum yeah. There, where no middle ground. I can say one little thing. And if someone disagrees, Oh no, <laughs> it, right. everything's right. it world's over, you know, sort yeah. of thing. Like there's two complete different spectrums ends of the spectrum. and ends yeah. of it that we've seen it right. switch to. Um, and you say there's no neutral ground with what James is saying. But somewhere in there, some words we need to learn to just let them pass over. Yeah. yeah. But it's the words of those close to us that don't pass over. And True. I, and I think that's, you know, at the very beginning here, he calls us brothers. Um, not many of you should be teachers, my brothers. So the people he's talking to are people, my brothers, other believers, it's people close to him. And I think this is where I want to focus on where we use our words is those close to us. Now, if I say something on the internet to someone I don't know, make a comment, yeah, actually, it can cause some, sure. you know, some issues in their life or or low self esteem or anything. But it's those if if you said something to me, if my wife said something to me, if I said something to my kids, if I said something to maybe not you. To I was me, just gonna but, say, ah, <laughs> are you saying we're close? <laughs> <laughs> That's a touching sentiment. <laughs> Let's cut that part anyway, out yeah. of the podcast. We'll, we'll delete that. <laughs> uh, but it's those close to us. I think it, it, I didn't look it up. There's a proverb that talks about the wounds of a friend. Um, we need to reflect on our life in a couple ways. One, how have words impacted us? Have we grown up? under cursings or blessings? And two, how are my words affecting others? Am I pouring out blessings or am I pouring out cursings? 
because what we see is that cursings, we're going to look at cursings first, cursings can bring along loneliness and depression and low self-esteem. And unfortunately, all those things combined and people not seeing anything but the cursing and the, in scripture, we see it in the form of uh, woes. Um, and today we, woe is me, you know, sort of thing. But sure. but we get to that, the woe is me, because other people or myself have spoke cursings. I'm never going to amount to anything. I'm an idiot. If I get married, I'm just going to get divorced because everyone else in my family has always gotten divorced. Like that could be a generational curse. Sure. And uh, uh, I think I brought it up even in a, in a previous podcast and maybe yeah. I didn't, but, um, NF has a, a line in one of his, uh, uh one of his songs that <clears throat> basically says, if I wake up every day and think I'll never be great, I'll never be great. Not because yeah. I'm not, but the hate will always find a way to cut you up and murder your faith or something like that. And, uh, and it's, it's true. Like if we wake up every day and speak, beat curses into the mirror, um, it is going to flush out right in in us just from a psychological standpoint too. So um Yeah, I mean so at, at the police crazy. academy and it's actually it's an actual quote from somebody. I could Google, I don't know who it is. Um but but the quote that we read every morning was if you think you can or if you think you can't, you won't. If you think you can, you will. So if you think you can't, you won't. If you think you can, you will. Henry Ford, yeah. Well, they think you can't. So it's Henry Ford. Yeah. Um, but that's that's true. If you constantly tell yourself you can't do something, guess what? You, you're never going <laughs> right. to accomplish it. Right. If you continually speak to yourself that you can do it, you're a whole lot more likely to be able to. Sure. And uh, so I just went. I, I'm I'm going through a book. Um. Uh, it's it's entitled "Lose Weight Now," and uh, it's it's from the same author who uh, it's a very, I'll, I'll say it's a very hypnotic book. It, it uses like uh, repetition okay. uh, speech and stuff like that. And it's, it's essentially trying to retrain your mind. And it's um, from the same author who has uh, uh, wrote, stop smoking now, stop drinking now okay. and whatever. And it's, um, and basically like one of the things is we are taught that, to quit smoking or to quit drinking or to quit overeating we're we're taught and everything in our society and advertising screams at us that it's so hard to do but it's not it's only hard to do because we're <laughs> speaking that it's hard to do sure. at us but but quite honestly you know if you take uh anyway it, just along the same lines you know yeah. I, i'm not going to get into that whole thing but um but yeah if you're there is a, uh, and there is psychological studies to, to back that up, which I love because yeah. that just shows, uh, you know, when I, I love science because God created the universe. And Absolutely. so when we study the universe, we're studying, studying his creation. Of course it should point us to him. Right. Absolutely. And so I, I love when, uh, something from scripture, uh, actually is found in science. It, it I love it. But anyway, I'm getting yeah, yeah. So, so that's okay. So with cursing, um, the the first curse that comes upon us, um, we actually see in Genesis where Satan is cursed because of uh, 
what he did in in tempting um, Adam and Eve. Satan curses, or God curses Satan. Um, in turn, that curse passes on to us in the form of sin. We sure. are all cursed under sin, but, and so this is where, but God, um, when we look at the cross and what he accomplished, we are new creations and free from that sin. In our flesh, we're still going to sin. Sure, absolutely. We're, we're, we're free from the power of sin. Yes. But how often do we give into it, right? We have the ability to defeat sin in the form of temptation. We can either give into temptation or we cannot. Correct. And if we continually tell ourselves, oh, we're, uh, I'm never going to, same thing with the, well, the, the, the losing weight. If I'm, nev- I'm never going to get over yeah. my porn addiction. Yeah. It's so hard. Well, and we even see that with Cain. God warns Cain. Prior to him, you know, he, he basically warns him, and you know, if you uh, if you let this build up, it's going to mm-hmm. it's it's not going to turn out good for you. And Cain didn't heed those warnings. He he listened to that, and he he let that build up, and ended up killing his brother. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't that Cain even then didn't have control over that. He just gave into it. Right. Right. Um, and, you know, I mean, and the same with Adam and Eve. It could have been very simply that they <laughs> turned away and said. They could have recognized. Cool story, bro. True. <laughs> right. That yeah. God spoke to them. Yeah. I went, oh, no, no, that's not it. So so what does cursing look like in our lives today? Cursing, um, there could be actual cursing. I could, you know, that maybe we see in movies or we think about like witch, with witchcraft or something like that. Like you could actually, you know. I hope you die. I hope you never mount to anything. I hope whatever. We could actually put curses on people like that. Sure. Or, but oftentimes I think they come in the wor- the form of you always do this or you never do that. Mm. And when you tell. Gosh, I'm convicted. <laughs> when you tell, and I'm just as guilty about this. Ask my wife. When you tell your wife, you always do this but it's in a negative sense mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe they just did something, but, Oh, but you never do that. Sure. Man, what does that do to them? Yeah. No, now I'm wishing we could move on. Cause I, I definitely, <laughs> and that's why we have this pause <laughs> even for our listeners. Even if, so even if you're not married, there's someone close in your life, or maybe this has been said to you growing up. Or even now, I think I use it. I think I use that towards my children probably the most, and and maybe I just don't realize I'm using it towards my wife. I yeah, she'd have to uh, evaluate that. But I know for a fact that I do that with my kids. You never, you, know? you never, Gosh, you never, you never listen. Yeah, <laughs> you know you. Why don't you 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 never clean up? Uh, you you always leave your stuff around, uh, you know laying yeah. around and yeah. Oh, gosh. No. And I'm guilty of it because it, it, little little glimpse uh, <clears throat> become a little uh, personal here so everyone can hear apparently. <laughs> maybe, this is, maybe this should be reserved for the <laughs> gathering on Saturday. But, you know, there's been times in my life where I have fallen into this. You always, you never. And I know 
it affects my wife because she's brought it up. Like, sure. well, you're always just telling me what I don't do good at. <laughs> oh, hmm. Wow. You know, like words have power. Yeah. And they have power to build your spouse up or it can tear them down. Yeah. And do you want a good relationship or a bad one? Yeah. You know, um, so just think about that. You always or you never like it was probably said to you growing up. Uh, <laughs> I, I guarantee it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. And as fathers, you know, we can say the same things like this and it can like I, I think I talked about earlier. It usually comes out in, in just like you were explaining with your sure. kids. It usually comes out in a time of weakness for us, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, anger's building up. Our patience is low. And so out of yeah. our mouth comes something that don't. That, you shouldn't have said that hot water. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard the phrase tea isn't tea until you put it in hot water. And uh, so what comes out of a tea bag uh, in the hot water, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of people use, well, yeah, I, I snap at my kids, but you know, it's, it's, it's not during the good times. It's only, only during the bad times. It's like, well, the bad times that's are when are when, are when the you come out right yeah. so that is who you are in the you know the bad times how you react in the bad times are who you are uh from a fleshly standpoint and so when i when i when i'm stressed out and we're running late and yeah why you never get your shoes on and get in the vehicle like you're <laughs> supposed to you never listen to me you you know you always you're always messing around and yeah yep and then the same come sarcasm can do the same thing if not used correctly and with the right people, we can say something sarcastically sure. Sure. that in the moment you shouldn't have been sarcastic. <laughs> and now, you know, part of that's being taken as serious or I always say there's part there's partial truth in sarcasm, <laughs> which doesn't make it any better. Right, right, right. It makes right. it worse. <laughs> um, you know, but J- James goes as far as to say when he's talking, you know, it catches things on fire. Our tongue can steer a ship. Our little tongue can can move our whole bodies, basically, in our uh, trajectory, where we're going in life. Sure. Um, he goes as far as to say, though, uh, this is going to be James 3. I'll read verse 6. Um, and the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life and set on fire by hell. Hmm. Now we discussed a little bit earlier what, what some people think about that saying, but yeah. but most theologians that I've read or commentators that I've read agree that the tongue being set on fire by hell just means that the things we say are deserving of hell and at times perhaps directly influenced by Satan hurt his little minions. You know, like... Mm-hmm. And when I think back to things I've said, yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And then when I think about the people in my life who I would say I look up to the most, um, this is probably one of the biggest things. They're patient people. They're slow to speak. And I'm not saying that they don't have outbursts of anger because sure. maybe they do with their spouses and kids and like everyone else. That's what well, James says. Well, and 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 that's probably uh, where I fail the most. Um, <clears throat> I tend to be 
maybe not always, uh, for, for those listening who would uh, argue with what I'm about to say, uh, I tend to, with uh, strangers or you know friends who maybe aren't as close as, yeah. as they could be, um, new people I'm talking with, I tend to be a lot more careful, a lot more slower to speaking, mm-hmm. a lot more intentional with how I'm talking because... I'm realizing that they won't always be there. I may not always have this opportunity and um, so on and so forth. But when I get home, there's this, uh, there's a sense of, I guess, relaxing in a way. Um, And I'm using that phrase because I can't think of another one off the top of my head, but uh, the, the relaxing in a way that, um, okay, my family's always going to be here. My family's always going to love me. I'm always going to love my mm-hmm. family. They know that I love them. And so I don't have to uh, put all this work and effort into what I'm saying. I can just spew off, you know, sure. from time to time because, you know, we're family, right? Yeah. We, we, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to be so controlled and contained and uh, whatever. And so I'm, that's, that's a hard one for me. And to a point, yes, we need because we should be able to be open and honest and sure. that sort of thing. But by the words we say, mm-hmm. you know, you're saying you, even subconsciously, you recognize the fact that your words are important by how careful you are when you're around people who don't know you. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. We recognize this. Yep. But we should be using it with everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, how do we, how do we, yeah, how do we fix that? <laughs> <laughs> so I stole the next couple points here from another pastor. <clears throat> um, he walked through the book of James a while ago, and he talked about undoing a curse. And so how do you undo these curses that have been put on you growing up? You'll never amount to anything. Your whole family is, a, is alcoholics, so it's just bound that you're going to become one. So you're going to become one. Or... Um, or as my grandma used to always say, you're jack of all trades and master of nothing. <laughs> sure. So even little things, like, which seems cool, but you know, <laughs> it's the masters of things who, it's who the master. <laughs> right. you'll never, yeah. you'll never master anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. This, like there's little sayings here and there that if you think about it, and maybe we'll bring more up at our breakfast that have a lot more impact or had a lot more impact in your life than you probably think realize little things like mm-hmm. that yeah or even seeing you know i see it at work where i see generational things where it's it, it maybe it's alcoholism uh sexual abuse someone's abused and now they become an abuser and it's just boom 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 sure. we have family line generational um lines of sin in their life because of and so many times acres. we use that as uh a reason not oh, to fight right right so like well you know um <laughs> That's genetic. I'm just, you know, some people can eat whatever they want and they're thin and I, you know, it's genetic. I smell food and I gain weight, you know, so <laughs> there we go. It is the way it is. Um, when it could be or, grow, growing up, maybe you were a little chubby and that's all all you heard was yeah. the curses over your life. You're, sure. you're never going to lose sure. weight. You're, you're going you're gonna to be fat. You're never going to get a husband, blah, 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 or whatever. Yeah. Um. So we need to recognize, first of all, that there was a curse or cursing in our life and the curses that we're putting out. The second thing we need to do is we need to reject it. You reject that curse 
by recognizing that it's false. We recognize that it's false because we have a relationship with God and we know the truth. Jesus says the truth will set you free, right? So we need to recognize that there are curses in our lives. We need to figure out what they are and we need to rebuke them. You know, Jesus died on the cross to be the sacrifice that bore the curses deserved for us. Um, And in that, we can live in freedom that we have God's righteousness on us because of that. And so um, the next thing we do, so we recognize, we reject. So I'm no longer going to live under this curse. I can be a master of something. (laughs) Well, and and rejecting it, uh, you know, rebuking it. you know, I, I just sent this verse to someone yesterday. Uh, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rules, rulers yeah. and against authorities and against the cosmic powers. Um, that is, the, those are, those are the things that are um, in our heads, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's how those curses are living out. They, they get put in there and the, darkness the you know demons satan spiritual yeah entities will use those memories and just pull them up oh but remember Mm -hmm. remember you're you're worthless remember you're you know and so um we're not we're not facing a flesh uh, a fleshly fact we're we're wrestling against that that spiritual entity yeah and that's what we're fighting against and that is the power of God in us, we have the ability to fight that, to fight the spiritual realm, and we should be. Maybe that should be a podcast. Hmm. <laughs> uh, so we, we recognize a curse, we reject the curse, but if uh, I think it's Jesus that says uh, in casting out a demon that <clears throat> if you don't fill it with something good, seven more bad demons are going to come in, basically. Sure, yep, right? yep. Uh, so, so here's the same thing. You, you recognize the curse, you reject the curse, but if you don't fill it with something, a blessing, yeah, seven more curses are going to come back. Yeah. So you have to fill it with the blessing, basically. So replace a lie with the truth, the truth of God. Replace an unholy spirit with the Holy Spirit. Well, and any, any addiction, yeah. um, which I would consider a curse, right? Yes. Any addiction is uh, fought the same way. If you have... You know, you you need to, um, you know, recognize those weak points, and when you're experiencing those the points of weakness, you have to fill that space with something else. You can't just take away cigarettes. You right. need to fill that with something else. Which, unfortunately, so many people where there's candies. Yeah, right. <laughs> a lot, a lot of folks will do that, which is why when they quit smoking, they gain weight, right? Um, but you know, you need to. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Like even if even if it's in your thinking, right? Yeah, absolutely. Changing your thinking of I'm worthless to no, I I'm a child of God. One hundred. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's spend just a, a brief moment here on blessings, then, because we talked a lot about curses, because that's where we're our issue is, and most of us probably experience that. <laughs> and that's quite a where, bit. right. So blessings, on the other hand, a blessing is you know a positive binding over others uh, to bring goodwill. So like, I'm encouraging you. I want good things for you. These are blessings. The words I'm saying is blessing you. It's encouraging you. It's showing you that you have worth, that you have meaning, right? Um, and the same thing, 
blessings are also generational. And I'm not going to read all the scriptures, but in scripture we see um, curses and blessings being generational, specifically in the Old Testament a lot. Um, this just came to mind, but when it, the Israelites are set in to uh, take over an area or a people, God has them kill the children too. Mm. Why? <laughs> because that same curse that was in the, the parents is down through the kids. That same, you know, which just means those kids are going to become the same things. And he wants to cut out the sin. Mm. Don't that's, go kill your kids, that's, guys. That's a tough one. <laughs> but I mean, re- but, but we, recognize we, we are and, and by how we speak. And we see that in the, uh, the animal kingdom as well. You know, when a new... Uh, when a new lion takes over the pride, he kills all the cubs, you know, for, for mm. a couple reasons, but there's a genetical, genetical? Wow, that's not even a word. There's it a, is now. It is now. I just made it up. There's a, there's a genetic uh, aspect to that, you know, as well. Yeah. But how <laughs> how raw, I guess, is it um, that we just have to to absolutely expel um every inkling of the curse, right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, but what I don't want to do is, is think that blessings means things. Absolutely. That you're yes. going to get right. things right? or that you're going to have certain things in your life. Right. Now we do see on occasion that blessings are giving you, I'm giving you my blessing, which means you're getting my inheritance, which means you're getting, you know, different things like yep. that. Those uh, is true. There are blessings though, that I just wish that God would restore, or his favor to you, restore his relationship to you. Right. And then there's others where, I mean, I wish they would just get goodness in sure. their lives and things in their life. Like and I was there just, are both. And um, I was reading this morning, I think it was Genesis 47 um, where Isaac or Israel is um, introducing himself to Pharaoh. And he, uh, he says, I mean, and, and Isaac, who was blessed, right? He wrestled with God until uh, I'm not going to let go until you bless me, right? <laughs> and he basically tells Pharaoh, I've walked with God, uh, um, been, been blessed by God, and uh, lived all these years, and it's been a very difficult life. <laughs> you know, I mean, to think so, blessing and difficult so, can be in the yeah, same sense. He, he, was, he was blessed by God. Yeah. Um, because he, he was with God. He w- he was blessed by um, by having that closeness um, with the Creator, uh, but it didn't necessarily mean that everything turned out great. I mean, he lost his he lost his son, uh, his his youngest at the time, but uh, what he wanted to be his oldest because it was his uh, yeah. his chosen bride, Rebecca, <laughs> her first child. Um, what you know he lost him for 20 years and thought he was dead and um and walked around his the majority of his life with a limp and uh yeah it doesn't necessarily mean actually right. physical blessings however the children of Israel Israel as a whole the 12 tribes of Israel mm-hmm. were very blessed absolutely um, by God in the physical sense given lands given herds and and yeah so um yeah, and so <clears throat> it's not exclusive. It's not exclusive that way. We're not necessarily now, hashtag blessed. We hope and pray <laughs> that God will bless you in those areas. Yeah. Uh, however, maybe you don't have 
an inheritance right now you can give away or things you can give away. But sure. In what ways can we bless others right now? The people around us, our wives, our children, uh, our close friends, our coworkers, strangers. How can we put a word of blessing over people other than our speech and knowing <laughs> to be slow to speak, yeah. slow to anger? Yeah. To uh, We can pray for people. We can pray over people. We can pray with people. Um, now, if you just tell your kid, man, you never do this, or, you know, maybe they're struggling with something and sure. you, you've always do that. You could say that and put a curse on them, or you can sit down and talk to them differently about it and pray with them about it. Mm-hmm. Now, now be careful with the words you pray. I mean, it's gotta be <laughs> like, <laughs> but right. if you pray with them, that can be a blessing, even though it's the same issue in that person. There's two different ways to come about it. Cursing or blessing. You can encourage them. You can teach them. You can coach them. You can serve them. You can give things away, and you can just be there with them. These are ways of blessings for your spouse, for your kids, for those around you. Over Overall, um, I'm going to steal this last point. Go right ahead. <laughs> overall, uh, our blessing is not in this world. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are blessed in this world because we have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. Right. Uh, so we have God with us um, if we accept him. We have God with us all the time, everywhere. Uh, that is a tremendous blessing. And originally that is the blessing um, we find in in Genesis when a blessing yeah. was spoke to a child. Uh, it was um, blessing them with God. Get, you know, um, So we have that same blessing. Um, the physical blessings, um, while we may get some, and I honestly, I hope that you do, um, the, the real blessing is Jesus. He's, he's, he's our, our sacrifice. He's our, um, he's made our, our sins have been atoned for through Jesus. And now we have the blessing of eternity, uh, with the father. And that's, (laughs) <laughs> there is no greater blessing. There's nothing that this world can offer us that would be um, even slightly comparable. It, nothing can measure up to that blessing. So two blessings. We have God with us here on this earth, yeah. and we have the blessing of eternity with God. Yeah. And if if you're if you're wrapped up, I, I would like to just pray a blessing to yeah. our listeners and... Uh, um, close our time. So father God, I, I, I thank you for uh, the wonderful opportunities that you've given um, each and every one of our listeners and uh, will and myself just to be with people who uh, maybe are facing curses that um, need to be reversed, need to be rebuked and need to be filled with uh, something different. Uh, Father, I just ask that you will send your blessing, your Holy Spirit, to those who need it, uh, who need to be filled, who need to fill those spaces. Uh, God, I, I reject the curses that you've, um, that, that, that have condemned the lives of your children. And I'm asking, Father, that you just 
speak the blessings through your Holy Spirit. Just, uh, just remind your people, um, the men and women that are listening, that you're with them, and uh, just speak into their lives on a daily basis, and just remind them that they are loved, um, that they've been created with intention and that they are um, a part of your overall family plan (laughs) and uh, give them encouragement. And I'm going to uh, profess that um, those listening today will be encouraged and uh, have a joy today in knowing that um, your son and your Holy Spirit uh, have both been offered to them. And uh, we look forward to just the opportunity we have to um, live a, a hashtag blessed eternity uh, with God the Father uh, because of your Son and uh, the strength of your Holy Spirit. We thank you. Amen. That's it for this episode of The Gathering Podcast. We appreciate your support. If you found value in today's episode, please hit that like button, share, and subscribe. We'd also appreciate a good review. But more importantly, if you're in the Gladwin, Michigan area, please join us for The Gathering Breakfast, held the second Saturday of each month at the 963 building on North M18, where we'll have plenty of bacon, and we'll touch on this episode briefly with some more outlook from men like yourself.